So, Martin, you came all the way from Den Haag. Did you have a good trip? Yeah, it was fine. Ah, Emira Public Transport, but all good. Let's start. Fascinating technology enables TV, video, AR, VR. We've talked to experts about developments, innovations, and about business. Because let's be honest, without TV, the whole world falls silent. Well, except here in our studio. It's TV Tech Talk with Arjan Koster. I'm Arjan Koster. Today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and content recognition, the technology that helps your TV provider to do all kinds of interesting stuff. Therefore, our guest is Martin Prince, head of product at Media Distillery. Martin is working over a decade in the media industry. Good that you're here, Martin. Th- thanks for having me, uh, Arjan. Before we jump into what Media Distillery does, can you explain what artificial intelligence is? It is... Yeah, it's a really good question because a lot of people have ideas about what artificial intelligence is. To me, it's basically it's intelligence shown by uh, intelligent behavior shown by machines instead of uh, natural intelligence by humans or by animals. Right? It's, it is about being able to, uh, as, a, as a human, you do, would not see the difference anymore whether it comes from a machine or comes from uh, a person. Okay, um, and how does that then work? How AI works, that will take a really long uh, podcast, but I think it's about uh, certain technologies that allows you to uh, train models or train algorithms to come up with their own solutions or come up with their own findings. So it's an automated way to to learn certain behaviors and draw conclusions versus if you look at it from traditional, maybe uh, computer science is about you script as 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 the, the programmer you script certain conditions and then you try to determine all the outputs whilst via machine learning or artificial intelligence you can you try to learn the machine to come up with their own solutions instead of giving all the conditions what is the media distillery doing with artificial intelligence so Media Distillery, we're an Amsterdam-based startup and basically what we try to do is understand what video is about uh, and the, the mission we have is making sure we can improve video viewing experience for all viewers across the world. And what we do, we build a platform uh, which we use to extract a lot of meaningful information out of audio and video that you normally would not have in your traditional metadata. And maybe to give an example, if you would watch the news, the descriptions you would have beforehand, the, the description would tell you this is about current affairs, international uh, news economy and the weather but it does not give you anything what the content is about mm-hmm. and we built a lot of technologies to figure out what the content is based on speech analysis so we try to uh, analyze the, the 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 audio and try to determine what is being said detecting people so detecting who's in the shot so can we de- uh, detect elon musk or can we detect max verstappen detecting textual elements in the video. So we try to, to, to grab all kinds of information using uh, these machine learning technologies. And we use that uh, to train our models to come to actionable data that we can use to improve all kinds of video services. Okay, and, and who, who is then using that kind of data? So our customers are basically video services. So video service providers that provide video to consumers. And that, that those are the TV operators or telecom operators that can be OTTs or over-the-top video services that can be broadcasters. So it's, a, it's uh, all kinds of different customers, but they all provide consumer video services. So it's really about entertainment video. It's a, for us, our focus is really about entertainment. So the, uh, yeah, indeed, so entertainment. When I started learning, uh, you, you had a product where you could uh, 
signal to politicians or to com- companies that they were on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a good point. So the company was found in uh, in in 2014. And uh, at that time, uh, the business was more focused on media monitoring is what we would call it. And that's basically understanding what are the topics in video for media monitoring services. And that would be brands or or people, organizations. They wanted wanted to know when they were in the news or when they were being mentioned. I think it started from what people used to have, like when a newspaper, you had like the headlines and there would be organizations giving you headlines about when you would be in the news so that you can follow uh, when you are present, whether you are the, the police or maybe you are a minister or a, a famous person, you just wanted to know when you are in the news. And basically, we developed the technology to do that for radio and television. So that's what the, the main uh, focus of the company was from 2014 and 2018. Mm-hmm. And as of 2018, we've been completely focusing on entertainment. Okay. And the first product, does it still exist? No, it was actually uh, sold. Uh, so yes, it does exist, but it was sold to the company SoundAware, and that so that that was for us. Uh, it, w- it was a lucrative business, but we also saw there was way more uh, things that could be done in the entertainment industry. So that was really a focus for the company. You explained a bit on on uh, what you do with AI on video. Did you also try to do that with people actually and offshore it? And uh, wouldn't it be cheaper? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So, so what uh, if you look at the industry? There, it's a lot about getting information that you can use for certain services. So, it's about, for instance, creating nice images uh, that that you can use in your user interface, or creating good descriptions that help people uh, decide whether to watch something or to discover something. And that's actually being done a lot currently in the world as well for for tradi- what we call traditional metadata. That that is descriptions of movies, descriptions of series, basically everything you know in advance. But what we saw is where it doesn't work is when you talk about live, uh, what we call non-scripted uh, live content. That's the type of content where you do not know in advance what it is about. Think about the news, think about live sports show, about entertainment, all kinds of things where the metadata does not exist and also where it's not even possible to do it uh, by hand. Because uh, it would take a lot of time or you, you want to have the information as soon as possible after you broadcast it or you give it to the viewer. So it does not work with live content. All right. So you, you, you make the, that, that uh, data available basically as soon as it is being broadcasted. And is it then also real-time used by your customers? It, yes, so so we build our uh, our platform basically with the foundation. We want to know the information as soon as possible because we know there's a lot of value in live content. If you talk about engagement, if you look at w- when people watch back TV programs, it always happens in the same day or maybe the 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 the, the, the first twenty uh, forty eight hours. So it's really important to have the information as soon as possible. So there is indeed where we see it. You need to have it as soon as possible and. We build that as a constraint into the system, and then, and by this doing so, we can make sure that we can provide it as soon as it comes available. For some of our products, we provide the de- detections as soon as we uh, have them, so that it could be uh, 10 seconds after we detect it, our customers can use it. But for some other type of uh, products where we, for instance, try to define the topics in a program, we want to analyze the entire program because we then get a better result. So then for, for, the, for the, 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 the AI or the technologies to make the best possible outcome, you want to wait a bit and analyze the entire program instead of doing it in real time. But I can imagine that then a, a service provider can build a service where you can basically ask, well, show me the last corner of this football match. 
Yes, so exactly for, for our highlights and events, that could be triggers we can do. And basically that's something we do. We also detect like the, the start-stop of programs and we can do it while the program immediately runs. So it can really be used within seconds uh, if our customer is capable of handling the real-time data. I also jumped into a company some years back and they basically produced the highlights of a football match fully automatically also with AI. Is that also a kind of product that you could build? So it's something we, we we could build, but you also see that there are several companies that really specialize only on this aspect. For uh-huh. instance, there are some Israeli companies that really focus on all the major sports leagues in the US already. And what we see is that our customers uh, have all kinds of content. It's not just sports. They also have life. They have entertainment. So uh, we, we decide to focus on the, uh, the common denominator of what our customers want. Mm-hmm. We, we do look at highlights or certain uh, tra- trying to create summaries. But yeah, we also got questions. Can you, can you create a summary of, of a horse race uh, type of content? And that's, that's for, for us, it's like it's really an interesting concept. But... It is such a niche that it for us would not make sense to develop technology for that purpose if the market is not big enough. What are then your your products that you bring to market? So basically what we we really try to do is make sure uh, we can give faster access to relevant content for consumers. And we do this for for our customers. And currently we have a lineup of four, four products. First is called the EPG correction. And this is basically where we try to detect the start and stop times of programs, such when people watch catch-up or replay, they have a foot-like experience. So people nowadays, when they w- watch a recording, they expect that they have the same kind of uh, experience as they would have with a video-on-demand store. And we make sure that we can provide the right detections. So th- that's the first product we launched uh, in uh, the market, and we are, uh, uh, are market-leading with that product. But there are several operators using that technology. Yes, so so this is being used on hundreds of TV channels uh, across the across the globe uh, for customers in Europe, in uh, Latin America. We're also expanding to the Middle East. Um, it may be good to know that on a day-to-day basis, we process like 30,000 hours of video continuously and in, and fully automated. So it's really about skill and making sure we can process a lot of content. And yeah, we started with EPG correction and based on that, we built several other products. So the other one is what we call image distillery, and that is uh, create appealing episode-specific images for all the content. So what what, what several of our customers saw as a big challenge is that they have uh, uh, the UI is really important and it's becoming way more visual in helping the viewer pick the right content. And what they saw that they did not always have appealing images for different episodes. They would, for instance, only have a stock image for the same mm-hmm. for the show, but for every episode. And that makes it really difficult for the viewer to assess: is this something I want to watch, or is this something I've already seen, or maybe there's a guest that I would like to see, or another one I want to skip. So we started creating based on uh, an- analyzing the video, trying to come up with appealing images where we mo- make sure that. It contains no technical artifacts that, for instance, the, the, the images are appealing, so the eyes are open and people have not weird faces, that there is not, no text in the image or that there are no logos visible, such so we create the best possible images. And this will, will provide our customers such that they can help improve their interfaces, but also because we can create different types of images or different uh, examples, they can also personalize. So they yeah, can, for different viewers, they can give different images, yeah. which will help them... Uh, 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 improve their experience and what we see with some of our customers this leads to 10, 10% more viewing 
yeah. just by having better images. Yeah, Netflix does it already for several years. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, that's something Netflix uh, introduced uh, in the video experience of making sure it helps the people pick content faster. Yeah. And your third one? The third one is what we call topic distillery, and that, that's basically about uh, detecting what the topics in a, in a, in a TV show. So, so uh, a TV show like a sports broadcast can have different matches. It's, mm-hmm. it's a summary show like uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 the summaries you get in the weekend, uh, news, entertainment. There might be different topics in the show, and we try to identify what are the topics or who are the guests, what locations uh, are being uh, shown. So that we try to uh, detect the topics, but also try to provide chapter markers in the content. And what we mean with chapter markers is uh, what you might know from YouTube is that people uh, in, the t- in the video timeline, they can jump to a certain chapter of the content and might skip the parts they are not interested in. And that's something we also try to enable. A lot of our cu- customers have a lot of video, a lot of appealing content, but the viewer, what we all know, the especially younger audiences, they don't do not always want to watch an entire show that's 30 minutes long. They just want to see their favorite part with, for instance, Max Verstappen, or want to skip uh, a news topic that they already seen, or skip the advertisement, or skip the advertisement. Yeah, that that could indeed be be an option, or replace it like the the, the what we see with TV, the long ad breaks. Make sure you you change it for a shorter ad. Like more like what people are familiar with yeah, online and more targeted. Exactly. Sounds more like uh, if you integrate it in your services, it is il- that it is a lean forward service instead of lean back service. You have to interact with the content to 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 use that. S- is, is that a correct perception, or do you also see it on the big screen? So w- w- what we see, and I, I really so I've been working my entire life in entertainment. It's it, it's it's not an either or. We always see with video. Sometimes it's lean back. Sometimes it's lean forward. And the, what we mean with this, sometimes you just want to sit on the couch, press play, and get get entertained without doing anything. And sometimes you're actively searching for something, and you want to see that. And even with the what we see with topics, you can use in uh, different scenarios. So we have some of our customers are more inclined towards making sure people can search for a topic and then start following it. So mm-hmm. I want give me everything about Lionel Messi and I subscribe. And as of then, I get all the content, maybe in a personalized experience based on our detections or where we find uh, Messi. That could be in the in the, in the match, but it could also be interviews or in entertainment yeah. shows. Or your movie is interrupted because Messi is on uh, Channel 4. Yeah, that could also be, be the case. Because we can detect it, you, c- you can play around with it. Uh, but I saw personally, I believe that indeed a big screen TV, doing a lot of search, you don't have the right interface for it. It's really difficult to type on a, on a big screen TV. But still, I think it's a combination. So for us, it's about... Uh, finding great content is either the activity you search for something, or you just open your 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 video service and you see content that might surprise you, but you feel like, hey, this is something I want to watch. I press play and I'm happy, I'm entertained. Yeah, nice. And that brings us basically also to our fourth uh, product, and that's uh, what we call context distillery. We try to extract the context of a video so that you can improve uh, video advertising. And I think that this is a really an important trend in the industry is that advertising is becoming really important for a lot of video services, the traditional ones, but also the, 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 the newer OTT players. And the main reason for this is uh, there are a lot of video services uh, uh, out there. I think there are 3,000 in the world. And I think that people in, in a European country might have five, six already, but no one is going to pay for six, seven services. So... A lot of video services need to look at their business models, make sure that they uh, 
can offer an appealing product, but also something that uh, people um, might want to pay less for. So you subsidize your video service with ads or do it completely free, like what you have of YouTube. Martin, we ask uh, every guest to think about three key people from the past, present and future in your work experience. Three key people. Whom did you learn the most from? Which colleague inspires you the most? Which person in TV tech would you like to meet? First one. Whom did you learn the most from in your life, professionally spoken, of course? I must say, and I think the several speakers before me, that these are quite tough questions. But I think, uh, let's start for the first one. That was still, for me, uh, relatively easy to do. I think someone you had as a guest before, that's Rob Koenen. Mm-hmm. I worked uh, alongside with him and for quite some time at, when we were still both at TNO. And uh, I think I learned a lot from him because he already was working quite some years in the TV industry, not only on the technology side, but also more on... Uh, the consulting side and making sure yeah, you, you gain trust with uh, co- uh, with customers, but also make sure you can make things happen with a lot of different uh, parties together. That's where I learned a lot about not only ab- about how you uh, use technology, but also how you can make sure it, it is being used. The next one, which colleague that you currently work with inspires you the most? So, so th- there I would say it, it would not be a single individual. What, what I, when, I started, when I saw the question, I started thinking about it, what I enjoy the most or what inspires me the, the most is seeing the younger uh, colleagues. Because uh, I've been working in this industry for 14 years. For some of them, it's completely new, the media and entertainment, and they also don't have any relation with TV. It's hearing about their ideas and challenging assumptions that, that I have or we have because we already been working in the industry for quite some time. So I really enjoy that they challenge assumptions, but also what I also enjoy is seeing them grow. So seeing how they develop themselves, and that, that inspires me as well. Which person in TV tech would you like to meet in the future? For, for me, that would, would be uh, the vice president of product from Netflix, that's Todd Yellen. And the reason I, I mention him is that I think for, the, for a lot of people in the industry, Netflix is really like a nice example about they are the ones introducing a lot of new features like skipping intros, outros, what you already mentioned, having better images, doing recommendation and search in different ways. But I also see uh, that there are, might be in a challenging situation because creating content costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I am not sure if Netflix is able to sustain that in the long run. And that's also what a lot of people are in the industry are saying. So I would really like to spar a bit. Like how how are how are you doing? Like developing or continue to develop your video service when you are such a success story, but also find yourself challenged because there's a lot of competition. And that would, for me would be really interesting. Yeah, and everyone is uh, mimicking them because they are the big example right now. Yeah, and I think that that might change in the next few years, that the others, that, that, that others might uh, s- step beyond what Netflix is doing. TV Tech Talk. This is TV, man. So, Martin, you spoke about uh, topic detection. Is it difficult? Yeah, so the, the interesting thing about, uh, about artificial intelligence is that people have a certain belief about what it is and that it uh, what it does so that it solves all your problems just like hey it's ai so it solves everything mm-hmm. and w- what we see that that's often not the case or at least that's not where the technology stands uh, as we are today so for instance with topic distillery so we try to determine the topics of a show a, and to give an example sometimes it's really easy in the news we can really see clear distinction in the content because there might be a transition like the host uh, transitioning from one topic to the other either by a visual cut or maybe by, by a sentence construction. But sometimes you have also have a 
talk show that is not structured. So the topics change all the time. And basically, if you well, what we see, if you as a viewer cannot really say what is the distinction between the topics, that's also not something a machine can do for you. If you as a viewer already have different interpretations on what it is. And uh, if you look at, for instance, uh, our chapter detection, that's something we will launch pretty soon with our first customer, is that we, we, what we can't not do yet is have one algorithm that can determine chapters for all types of content. So what we see is that for some programs, there is just visual transitions. Uh, we see, for instance, a visual overlay that says the topic. So we try to detect those. And that's, our, for instance, in new shows where, where the, the new topic is being presented visually as text. But sometimes you cannot use it if that information is not there. And then, then we, what we saw is then, for instance, we look at how often people appear in a show to make sure that, for instance, when a certain person is appearing the most, that might be a new guest, and you try to learn the system to cope with this situation uh, as well. So what, what we see, uh, people think AI already is like uh, w- one solution for all, and it, uh, what we in practice see, no, that's not possible. You need to look at certain specific part, but also that's the type of conversations I'm having with my customers. They want everything or they want a lot of data, but in the end, uh, discussions I'm having, yeah, what are you trying to solve? And let's see if we can focus on this. And maybe you only need a small part of all the algorithms or all the detections, and it would already help you and your viewers versus uh, trying to uh, solve everything. It becomes complex, costs go up, so that, that's also uh, yeah w- what we are seeing. And do you n- need to keep on tuning your your algorithms? Uh, y- you definitely do. For instance, with w- what we do with topic detection, and we w- what I already mentioned, we focus on uh, non-scripted live topics change uh, all the time. So if we are not able to detect uh, Zelensky or the Ukraine, we would not b- be able to detect that mm-hmm. the new uh, emerging uh, content or new uh, more events happening across the world so for some of our models we continuously need to update it to make sure we keep detecting new topics and that's quite interesting because a lot of uh, traditional classification of topics or of genres you already know exactly what is possible the set is quite limited with news, you never know. There, there might be something appearing tomorrow that we had no idea of. So we are not able to train the system for that situation. So you need to make sure that you can automatically do that. So you need to also have eyes in all the countries where you bring your products. Uh, yeah, yeah, so so uh, we, we don't need uh, like eyes as in the manual uh, type of labor, but we need, do need to make sure that our models are being kept up to date with, for instance, language use in that country or topics that start appearing. So is it... Uh, model automatically starts uh, uh, detecting patterns like hey this terminology for instance happens a lot right now for instance ukraine and we see there's a big link with putin that you can combine put one-on-one together and know that there's an association between those two on the internet you can read that there are uh, many uh, ai models which need uh, training uh, and they consume huge amounts of energies. How do you look at energy usage uh, in, in your technology? So, so uh, it is indeed a, a good point. So what we do, at least in our data center, we're we in a data center where we are neutral, carbon neutral, make sure from that side uh, uh, we look into it. But uh, but for, 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 um, yeah, for machine learning, so for the training, we're starting to look at it, but we're, I don't think we're yet there where, where you would like to... Uh, be, be really conscious uh, about uh, where we stand. So that's something still we also need to improve upon. Yeah, media Distillery receives over tons of awards. Can you name uh, name somewhere you are proud on? 
Well, what we definitely like is is more like uh, the recognition uh, in general than a specific award. For us, it's it's basically that a jury of people in the industry look and see uh, and can appreciate what we are doing, either with our own technologies or combined with a customer. And that's just seeing us as a small company because uh, we are quite small. Uh, we're able to to sometimes already yeah uh, really compete on a global level, and that that for us is really interesting. To, to, to be recognized in what we are doing, even if we, we, we sometimes feel yeah, we are quite small, yeah. still very small compared to some of the big players. Year after year, you keep on receiving them. Yes, and that's, so that puts a lot of pressure on us internally, like the new product we're going to launch. It, it requires almost at least three awards to be <laughs> successful. <laughs> now, of course, I'm, kid, I'm kidding, but, but uh, it, it is also something for us a bit like getting recognition. So awards, of course, are nice, but I get the most... Uh, what, I, what I'm more fond of is that what our customers tell us, the word on mouth... Uh, uh, yeah, advertisements. So people referring us to to uh, to that to other companies and then t- uh, giving us feedback. Like, yeah, we started with you, even if we you were a startup and that was not set in stone what you would do. But we really enjoyed working with you and we trust you and see it more as a partnership compared to being a vendor who al- always states, "Yeah, we can do everything and our solution will be perfect." Which I, I I won't won't will never say. Uh, I think it's always a dialogue, and that, that's I think in the end honesty will help you. If you also show no, that there are certain limitations. This is something we cannot do yet with AI. It might take you five years, but then say hey, but there's something we can already help you today, or we can uh, launch for you in a month or so. And I, th- I see in the end that's also what I con- what our uh, yeah, customers appreciate. So you 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 mentioned you are a small player among the big ones. Uh, who are who are your biggest competitors, and how do you keep on uh, well having a, a nice position there? So I think if you look at it from from a technologically uh, technological perspective, you see the big cloud providers. They offer also great tools for AI and, and video analysis, audio analysis. So I'm thinking about Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. And of course, what you don't want is a small company starting to compete with those, because that's that's a race you will never uh, win. Uh, because just of the, the resources they have at hand, but what we do see is that they offer they offer good tooling, but they also they also reach try to reach for a common denominator. And what actually our customers are looking for is a solution, and not always the building blocks. So that's also how we try to dif- differentiate. We're trying really trying to understand what our customers in the entertainment industry want, and really help them because some of them just want the, the problem solved versus having the building blocks to build their own solution. Uh, and I think that, that, that that's the, the the big change there. And also, it has to do with cost. Uh, I think the the cloud providers they offer really nice tools, but it's also really if you uh, yeah start computing what it would cost you to continuously do the processing what we do, like I said, thirty thousand hours per day, the costs do not weigh way up to the benefits. So that's also where, where we uh, sometimes yeah, just based on pricing we offer a more appealing offer. I think we're uh, now almost uh, done. Thank you, Martin. This was TV Tech Talk. Do you have any questions or suggestions? Go to tvtechtalk.nl. And thank you for listening and see you next time. And don't forget to make a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Feel free to get in touch. You can reach us via tvtechtalk.nl.